What's going on, Spitfires? Welcome back to another episode of the Spitfire Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lemonian, the Spitfire Coach, coming to you with hopefully some helpful tips, tools, tricks, all that jazz. Uh, today, I want to talk about trust in a new way. Um, and actually, this came about in a session that I was co-creating. This is not something that I actually came in with of like, yeah, this is absolutely how you build trust. Um, the conversation in general just helped to reframe the way that I viewed it. Now, when I typically teach trust, uh, it's it's on a scale or a spectrum. So when you think about how much you trust someone, you know, think of it on a scale of one to a hundred. Now notice I don't use zero because that would say that there is absolutely zero trust, like no can do so. But if someone is in your orbit, if someone is in your workplace, in your home, in your everyday life, someone you're interacting with, chances are there is some fragment, morsel, little, you know, sand pebble of trust there. So even if it's at a one, you still have some form of trust. Now, when I teach trust, I think of it on that spectrum, on that scale. But I also think about it as kind of these rings. Now, some people teach it as steps, uh, which will give you some context in how much information you're sharing, what the agreement is and expectation that you get back. So it's all about reciprocity. Um, And I see parents do this too with their kids of like, you know, I trust my kid implicitly. And it's like, well, they're 10. Uh, What are they actually capable of doing related to uh, their maturity level, their experience, and what they've kind of learned along the way? So when we But you have to decide that in your role, whether you're a leader or a parent or friend, what do those levels look like and what is most important to you? So if you haven't done a values exercise for yourself professionally and personally, this is a great opportunity to do that. Now, for this person, it was all about like having a strong work ethic. Like they really wanted to develop a strong work ethic in their kids. And I hear this a lot from parents and and from actually leaders of, I wish that I could develop a strong work ethic in my team. And I'm thinking, well, if they're in their 30s and 40s, like we're probably past that point where you as a leader can train that. But what we can do 
is get curious about what is the other person's motivation? And then I thought, you know, that's great in elements. How work ethic, and actually my my partner and I were talking about this over the weekend, when your work ethic is so strong that you burn out, like this taught and learned behavior, you just work and work and work and work like this, this quest or this like obsession with being productive. And so I thought, so how do you know when it's enough? Because you clearly have an idea of when it's not enough. But I wonder if we could have this that I, as your parent, or I, as your leader need to see that I want to see developed. And then we can talk about specifics. So whether they're involved in sports, whether they have a job, whether they're working around the house and helping with other family members, whether they're a good person, you know, all of these things, the more specific that we can get about here are examples of this value in action, it allows the other person to co-create a solution that works for both of you. And we can start having different conversations versus you didn't meet my expectations, I'm taking your phone away, or you're grounded, or I'm disappointed in you. You see, it only sets people up to fail. Let's make sure that your bed is bedroom is clean, that you're helping out with chores like laundry and washing the dishes and taking out the trash. And maybe it means that like at 16, 17, you're going out and getting a part-time job or you're committed in sports or a club or some sort of extracurricular activities. Maybe you're learning a foreign language. Maybe you're volunteering around the community. There's going to be different definitions and examples that work with different types of kids and different types of people. And so I think you, if you use that same example in the workplace, you can look at as a team, we value these things, collaboration, challenging status quo, uh, being kind to one another. And so you can have examples of in the past, this is what's worked really well. Tell me how that works for you or tell me what of that resonates for you. And you're going to know really quickly if someone is aligned in those values or not. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a deal breaker if they're not fully aligned with it. Maybe they have a different definition or maybe it's a different word, but you have to be thinking curiously about what is really important to me and what is really important to this person and where can we find some common ground and shared agreements. That's what all of this is about. It's about having these brave conversations in a safe way, not when we're emotionally and energetically charged. If you're frustrated, you're not hearing anything beyond the frustration. So Think about when you have the most neutral energy, what part of the day that is, or what environment supports that. Does it mean you're going for a walk? Does it mean you're sitting on the couch? Does it mean you're at the kitchen table or you're in your office or whatever it is? I know that I'm using multiple examples here, but these are universal skills and tools that you can use. If you have one area that you're finding success in, like, hey, this worked really well with my coworker, you can actually use those skills and translate them to use with your family, with your partner, with your kids, with your aunts and uncles, or your siblings, or your crazy neighbor. Who knows? I don't know. Don't don't mess with a crazy neighbor. Uh, doesn't go well. I watch a lot of Instagram and TikTok. So anyway, you want to be first clear about what in this situation, like if you look at the frustration point, what button's getting pushed and then look at what value underneath that button is not being honored and what's most important about that. And think about what is it about me 
that's having an expectation or assumption? And what is it about this other person that I really need from them or that's really important? Because when you can start to peel it back three, four, five layers, that's the heart of it. When it shows up surface level, it's not really honest. It's more of an emotional reaction. It's more impulsive. It's more of that emotion expression happening. And so that's why we butt heads, why we have so much friction, because we're not actually saying what it is we need to say. So if you can take a moment or two before you go into those conversations, number one, it's going to help you show up in a very neutralized way. It's going to allow you to kind of create that space for a different conversation. It's going to give you intentionality in how you want to show up. And it's going to allow you to ask those really important, curious questions about your values, what you need to see, and also think about what's your intention in having the conversation. So if your intention is about understanding, you probably need to talk a lot less. And I know a lot of parents and a lot of bosses are very verbose and they're like, I don't understand why people don't understand me. It's like, well, when did they have time to ask questions or confirm what they actually knew? Or they're so freaking exhausted from listening to you pontificate for 45 minutes. uh, They're checked out. I may have had a parent with this experience, my own. So I know from personal experience, I also know what works based on my clients using these tools. It's amazing what can happen when you take some moments ahead of time to be clear on your intention, clear on what matters most and clear on how you can show up to get the best outcome. It is not about getting compliance. It's about getting shared agreements and understanding. So I hope this was helpful. Remember, take some moments for yourself ask yourself those curious questions, get a notepad, jot some things down, brain dump. And if you need to talk this through, feel free to reach out Lauren at spitfirecoach.com, or you can head on over to spitfirecoach.com. We have tons of resources about building trust. In fact, we have trustmuscle.co out there. So feel free to check it out and we'll see you on the next episode.